Good morning and welcome to the Youth Sports Safety Update. I'm your host, Jim Mackey of the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program. And with me today is Blake Mace, one of our certified athletic trainers at Inglewood High School here in Jacksonville. Today, we're preparing our middle school parents, coaches, and students for upcoming sports seasons and especially information regarding head injuries and, and concussions. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, head injuries and concussions, what can happen in any sport. Uh, no matter, it's not just collision sports, but uh, kids bang their heads in all kinds of situations. So today, Blake, I want to ask you, if you would, just kind of help us understand a little bit about what is a concussion? What are some signs and symptoms? What are we looking for? Uh, yeah, sure, Jim. Uh, signs and symptoms, the difference between signs and symptoms, uh, signs are what you can see Um from the concussion and symptoms are what the um, athlete is feeling from the concussion. So some signs would be um, unsteady gait or balance, uh, memory loss, which would be before or after the event, uh, a vacant or blank stare on their face, blurry or double vision, some aggression, increased emotion more than what the typical teenager usually has. And some symptoms would be vomiting or nausea, pressure um, in the head or a headache, Lack of focus or concentration, light and sound sensitivity, and fatigue, sluggish, out of sorts, confusion, things like of that nature. So you see there's a lot of different um, signs and symptoms. Uh, some, obviously, it only takes one sign or symptom to be a concussion. So, uh, But you can have this list in a pocket card. We'll have these available in our show notes for you. Just to carry a card, some questions that you can ask. Obviously, you can ask them what day it is what their location is. Uh, we'll, we'll go into those in just, a little, in just another minute here. So what are some other things that you might physically see in an athlete when they're down on the field? Um, you could see them going into a seizure or posturing, which is just their body um, going into just like um, convulsions or um, staying in one certain spot. Um, loss of consciousness, you can see them going down and staying out. It, you don't have to have loss of consciousness, consciousness to have a concussion. Um, stumbling or slow to get up. And a big one is grabbing the head. This is the one I see the most. Um, grabbing the head or a face mask after a blow to the head or like a violent shaking. Okay. And we talked about some questions that you can ask. Some of these are called the Maddox questions, but basically they're basic uh, information that you want to gather, like what day is it? What's their what's their date of birth? If you know that, ask some questions though that you know the answer to is the best thing. But what's what's the date? What's the score? What's the quarter we're in? Uh, where are they? Um, ask them some questions that you would know the answers to, and and sometimes just that will give you a very clue of what's going on. If there's confusion and things like that, and uh, seeing then looking for that blank stare or that far away look in their eye, um, are the pupils doing something they shouldn't be doing? Are they get, are they big? Are they unequal? Just little things like that. You don't have to be a doctor in this evaluation, but just enough to know that something's not right. And that really uh, helps to answer the question uh, that if something's not right, you need to do something. And sometimes they don't always appear at, at first. Uh, I had a situation with a uh, an athlete came out of the game, had a difficulty uh, complaining of, of a little bit of, he was really aggressive more than anything, but he had taken a big blow to the head. 
his coach was upset. Oh, you're just being soft. You know, you need to get back out there. The parent was upset. Oh, he's okay. He's just got his bell rung. He's all right. But the doctor and myself stood there and said, no, we're going to, he needs to be properly evaluated. Well, he was kept out. And after about five minutes, the boy started saying, you know, these lights and this noise is really bothering me. I'm feeling a little nauseous. I'm not feeling uh, normal in the head. And so these symptoms can show up a little later on. So don't be rushed to judgment uh, for any reason to get that person back in the game uh, because symptoms can surface or, or worsen later. Uh, yeah, things can get worse. These uh, symptoms that can surface or worsen later, we like to call delayed onset of symptoms. Um, they can also have the light and sound annoyance or sensitivity. Um, they can be restless or irritable. Uh, they can have either difficulty sleeping or difficulty awakening. Um, they can have personality changes and they can, their emotion can be um, more than heightened or more than usual. Um, and they can also have confusion as well. And that's where we depend on the parents a lot of times. To, they know their child's personality. They know they're acting normally or they're not acting normally. These are adolescents. Different things can happen. But uh, uh, you don't always have to wake them up every three hours in the night. But it's just, just something if, if it's, they're difficult to wake up in the morning uh, more so than usual or they just can't go to sleep. They're restless. They're agitated in that uh, can be uh, things that get worse over time. And certainly if anything deteriorates, headache increases, pressure in the head increases, uh, vomiting, um, seizure activity, anything like that, need to go, you know, expressly go to the emergency room and to be checked out uh, immediately in that. So we ask ourselves, so what are we, what are we going to do next? What, what are some of the next steps? So next steps, um, it's always a rule of thumb when in doubt, set them out. Um, you. Any signs and symptoms um, of a concussion, which we've already went over, you do not return the same day and you monitor. And what's the danger of returning them before a head injury is completely recovered? Uh, they can have second impact syndrome, which can worsen their concussion and or worsen their everyday life. Um, they can have headaches at all times and never go away for the rest of their life, things like that. Okay. There is an evaluation form that we use that is accessible uh, in doing an evaluation inside the inside your locker room or, or wherever when you have the quietness and time to do that. It's called the, the SCAT or the SCAT, the Sideline Concussion Assessment Test. Uh, they are available for children age 5 to 12 or for adults age 13 and above. This is just another tool in the toolbox to provide for a physician uh, that, that that when you are sending that kid away with their parent to give them a little bit more tangible information that's available. And the next thing you're going to do is to have them properly evaluated. Yeah, properly evaluated by an MD or DO. Um, this ensures that they're seeing the correct doctor for a diagnosis of a concussion or not a concussion. Um, from there, we have the AT18 form in the state of Florida, which is provided by FHSAA and state law that the athletes um, complete if they are diagnosed with a concussion. Uh, with that form, they have to be asymptomatic. Once they are asymptomatic and the MD and DO sign off on it, they can then complete a five-day return-to-play process. And from there, um, the athletic trainer or the coach signs off on it, and then the athlete goes back to the doctor, and the MD or DO evaluates them again and clears them. And once they have completed the form, they can safely return to their sport. Okay, so 
it's very important to document everything that you do as a as a coach, as an athletic director, to keep that documentation and then to provide the parent with a certain amount of education about, that is available through, for example, the CDC Heads Up program is available. JSMP and the Duval County Public Schools also has information for parent education. We'll try and provide these in our show notes as well. So in talking about parent information, uh, you as a coach or administrator or a person there at the scene are going to explain to them what happened and what did you see on first look. These are some things that I suspect to be a concussion and why we're going to sit them out to do that. So the next steps could be to fill out that SCAT uh, 5 form if you have that available, send it with the parents to the MD and the DO, and then I think Blake covered that, that there is a gradual return to play and there may be some learning disabilities involved in this as well. So we want to make sure that uh, that these things are properly addressed uh, throughout and, uh, and they're properly supervised and all the forms are, are uh, taken care of. So got a little bit behind in our slides there, but this tells you when in doubt, sit them out. Don't return the same day. It dangers of second impact syndrome. And we've seen evidences of this in uh, in athletes before. Uh, they've had uh, symptomatic uh, trouble over the last five, six years following a concussion. So it's a very serious thing that can cause a brain injury, can cause permanent uh, damage and that. So again, just to review some of what has happened and what we see on first look, uh, what you need to do as a administrator, as a coach, even as a parent. So hopefully this is some good guidance to get you through uh, whenever these things happen. And just a couple of reminders to remember. Oh, um, so remember it's the person um, and their life, not the game, who you're playing, the score, the importance of a game, what's on the line for the athlete. Um, if the parent can even say, I had one, it's okay. It's just a ding. It's not just that. Um, every concussion is different. Every athlete reacts to a concussion differently. That's why um, we take this serious and we also want them to be what we call asymptomatic for a safe return to play back to their sport. Exactly. So any other last words you'd like to uh, to offer us, Blake, about uh, concussions, what you've seen, what you what uh, what's your biggest fear uh, with them? Um, what uh, maybe it's just some practical things that have helped you in your, your practice as an athletic trainer? Um, going back to the signs and symptoms, again, the signs are what we can see as a parent or healthcare provider. Symptoms are what the athlete feels. Um, I try to explain to the athlete that it's helpful to be truthful with their symptoms and what they're feeling so we can uh, make sure we're treating everything properly and get them to a safe return and have a normal life after a concussion. Um, instead of having second impact syndrome or lingering symptoms, things like that. Um, things that I have seen, uh, if you go to the ER, a lot of the ERs do a scan on the head and they say, oh, scan's clear, so they don't have a concussion. That's not the case. Concussions are based on signs and symptoms. So my rule of thumb is if they're showing any signs or symptoms, they're going through the return to play properly. That's correct. And it's very important to remember that... Um, we use the analogy a lot of times that the, the brain is protected by the outer shell, uh, the, the, be it a helmet, be it, a, be it the skull, but inside that, um, 
that skull is very precious cargo, like an egg, like an egg yolk. And so when a person is hit in the head or there's some type of rotational force or some kind of trauma, that yolk is moving back and forth from side to side and banging up against that hard shell. And so it, it's tearing up some of the neurons. It's disrupting some of the chemistry in the brain and things like that. So uh, the symptoms can be immediate and sometimes they can be uh, delayed. So remember those things too. And no helmet will protect you from a concussion. Uh, um, it, uh, it's designed to protect your skull. And so you can ha easily have a brain injury uh, with one blow, with several blows, with repetitive blows, things like that. So be, be very careful out there with that. Um, and I think Blake mentioned this, but I'm just going to say it one more time. Uh, you do not have to have loss of consciousness to have a concussion. So always remember that some people put some big sign or symptom that that's why they had a concussion and that's not, not really true. So keep those things in mind, check out our show notes and uh, thank you, Blake, for joining us today for the youth sports safety update, talking about head injuries and concussions. The Youth Sports Safety Update is, is presented by the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program, or JSMP. We're thankful to the Duval County Public Schools and for all they're doing to keep our athletes safe as well. We're dedicated to youth sports safety through awareness, advocacy, and prevention. Please subscribe to our podcast and check out our website at jaxsmp.com for more information. Thank you, and please stay safe. Take care.